0: I started small, um, I focused on the things that I was good at, and I talked to a lot of people until someone said yes to me. There's always more to learn, and the work never stops, so Mm -hmm. keep committing to growing your confidence and working on your mindset and doing that self-discovery and developing that inner awareness. That's really the secret, not necessarily like acting as if and just seeing if it happens.
2: a multi-passionate service-based entrepreneur, you might feel the need to have multiple or tons of offers and services. We have been there. Been there. <laughs> but in today's episode, we're talking all about how to show up well, marketing multiple offers strategically for successful sales. Oh yes, yes. Right, I wish ladies. we had this like way earlier.
1: On. Oh my goodness! If if we had this podcast like three years ago, unstoppable. Okay, so ladies. We are chatting with Kristen Kaczynski, who helps coaches scale from $0 <laughs> to six figures and everywhere in between using her amazing organic
2: marketing strategies. That's right. From creating a customer journey to do's and don'ts of successful selling on social media, which is also her She Shines Academy course. Yes investing in a mentor and so much more, girl, we are diving into all of it. So if you have been wanting a strategy to take your sales from unseen to Yas Queen, then we know you're going to love this episode.
1: We also know that you're going to love our new and improved She Shines Academy Facebook group. And this is a place for multi-passionate, entrepreneurial women who are looking to connect with a like-minded crew from around the world. So if you've been loving the podcast, you've been loving our podcast guests, you are going to love this Facebook group, okay? You can ask questions. You can share advice. We have threads in there where you can share your promotions, links, and more, plus weekly action items that are going to keep you consistent, monthly group coaching calls, and happy hours, once a month, ladies. So like, we're not taking up your whole calendar, okay? (laughs) And exclusive offers from our She Shines Academy, guest lecturers, podcast and TV show guests, and live trainings from them as well as Anna, Laura, and I. So this is your home to keep in touch with each other, keep in touch with us. Join today, girlfriends. Visit facebook.com backslash groups
2: backslash SXS Academy. We'll also put that link in the show notes for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And we cannot wait to see you in the group. So let's go ahead and dive on into this episode. Hello, and welcome back to the she shines podcast today. We're super pumped to be joined. By the one and only Kristen Kaczynski. Hey, hey. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the She Shuns podcast. We're super pumped. So, Kristen, for those of you that don't know, first of all, go give her a follow. She helps ambitious men and women turn their existing skills and experiences into their own six figure plus online businesses. And her big thing is that you don't have to have a huge following to do this, right, Kristen? Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, right now I'm still right under about two k followers, and I'm hitting six figures in my business this year. So amazing! Hello. Yes, <laughs> so-
1: yes, yes. Say it again for people in the back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, and Kristen is also a guest lecturer in the She Shines Academy. So, ladies, don't hesitate to go check out her course mm-hmm. on successful selling on Instagram because. Obviously, you just heard she is Megan Bank and you want to know all the tricks and, and tools to get there. So let's kind of dive in here. Tell us just a little bit about your background and what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, so um, my now that I'm like looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I had a really you know dramatic year. <laughs> and At age 25, I told myself, I, literally on my birthday, I was like, oh my god, I'm 25. I'm gonna be 30 in five years. It's now or never. Yeah. I have to start a business, <laughs> and I've been toying with it for like you know. Pretty much since college, I was like, I think I kind of want to start an online business, and I had been following, um, you know, a lot of the big industry leaders for a long time, and just kind of like silently stalking them on Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook and everything. Um, I bought a couple courses here and there, never did anything, never wanted to show my face online. I was scared um, out of my mind to actually show up and declare that I was going to open a business. But then that twenty fifth birthday hit, and I was like, you know what? By the time I have kids, which I'm engaged and we're going to wait till I'm a little bit older, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I told myself by the time I have kids, I want my business to run, you know, efficiently without me having to be, you know, married to it. I want, you know, to be making a certain amount of money. And if that's like my five-year plan, because I plan to have kids around age 30, then I better get started now. And it really is for me, it felt like a now or never moment, which now seems like really dramatic because mm-hmm. I built a six figure business in like 18 months, but <laughs> at the time it was just the push and like the the urgency I needed to actually get over a lot of my fears of showing myself online. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. I love that you have the, the awareness of like, you know, th- having these goals and setting these goals <laughs> to make mm-hmm. it happen. Cause we, you know, being somewhat, you know, a part of your journey, like being able to, to yeah. watch you grow. Like yeah. it's just been amazing. And we, we cannot yeah. wait to dive in more to just like how you made that happen and all the goods that you have to share. But, you know, bottom line up front, what would be your number one piece of advice to, to women wanting to go full time with their passion like you did?
0: Yeah. So I think what I've seen, because I work with entrepreneurs at like every level all the way up to six figures. So brand new entrepreneurs and everywhere in between. Um, And then also just remembering my own journey. I think the biggest hurdle is simply showing up and creating content and Mm -hmm. acting as if you have a business. If you can get over that hurdle while you're still in your corporate job or while you're still doing whatever else you're doing to make money and to make ends meet, then I have no doubt that you can build a successful business. You know, if you later decide to quit your job, or if you want to do the multi-passionate um, path for a while, which I know a lot of people do for more income security. Um, if you can get over that first hurdle of simply showing up, then the rest mm. is learnable. The rest you can hire mentors to teach you. The rest you can figure out. Um, but that one fear seems to hold so many people back in the beginning. So mm. I think that's the one thing where it's it's almost like. Mm you have to kind of take that blind leap of faith and just decide no matter what happens, I'm going to live. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. Right. And I think that's the, the thing that so many people don't do is they don't just try. But once you try, you realize, okay, I can figure this out and I might not figure mm. it out in a year or in two years, but you'll get there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you learned in your, your brief stint in the corporate world that has kind of like bled into your life as a business owner, either something that you've learned or a skill that you've h- held on to or something that has taught you like what not to do? Like how, how is your corporate yeah. world kind of seeped into your business world?
0: Um, so two major things. The first thing is um, maybe three actually. So <laughs> the first thing is I had some really amazing bosses in corporate. And I had some not so amazing bosses when I was in corporate. And so just having been the direct report to a lot of different types of management styles, um, you know, I was able to identify how I wanted to be as a boss. Because that's like, that's kind of like weird. I'm like 26 years old and I manage a team of four in my company, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually have a company now. It's not just a solopreneurship or a small business. There's a lot of moving parts to it. But learning what management style that I really responded to, which is not very common in corporate America, but I got lucky, um, you know, really helped me see how I should treat my, you know, contractors or employees, um, in my own business. That's the first thing. Another thing I learned from corporate was protect your own first, the client comes second. And that's counterintuitive for a lot of business Mm -hmm. owners because they think, oh, well, the client, the cl- the customer knows best, or it's all about the client, we got to make the client happy. And that's true to a certain extent. But if there's a situation of conflict, or if there's, you know, re- repetitive, um, bad behavior on the client side, the corporation I worked for always protected their own first. So like people didn't get fired if a client you know, got upset or something, mm-hmm. um, or overreacted, and I just really respected that. My company, when I was in corporate, um, was really protective of their people, and I I saw that as something that would make people stick around for a lot longer because mm-hmm. the boss wouldn't just yell at the direct report or the associate or whatever for messing messing something up and you know pissing off the client. Mm-hmm. They would you know take the responsibility as the, the manager or the director um, to interface with the client and then, you know, educate the direct report and give them the guidance and the encouragement to move forward. But it wasn't this big like shouting match that you sometimes experience in corporate, right? Mm-hmm. So that was another thing that I really responded to. And then um, probably the third thing that I was going to say was, you know, valuing your people is going to grow your company over the long term. Because again, I, I actually work for a great corporate company. Like if I actually liked corporate, I probably would have stayed there a long time. <laughs> but I didn't because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but they really valued our opinion. They, you know, wanted to make the envir- the work environment a good environment. They wanted to give us, um, you know, things that we asked for. There was that type of back and forth between, you know, the masses and the people in charge, so to speak. And I really respected that. So that's something that I carry over now in my business where I want to keep that level of transparency as I continue to grow and not treat people like scum. In my industry, which I'm a business coach, I've observed that there's a lot of coaches at a certain level that have not had any sort of corporate experience, or if they had, they forgot all about it. And they treat the title of boss or CEO as like a license to treat people however they want to if they work mm-hmm. for them and over the long term that just hurts your company. So those are the things I learned from corporate. That was a lot more than I
2: thought I was going to
1: say. No, <laughs> I that's awesome. love that. It's great. And I, I think yeah. too, like sometimes we don't, until like we're asked that question or we actually think yeah. about it, we're like, oh my goodness, like there, there were some actual valuable moments or things that I can be grateful for in a position that I didn't end up in. It's something we, we try to talk to our community and our academy members about is, you know even if you're working in a job that you don't love, right now? Like, is it giving you the flexibility or the financial stability to pursue what you want? Mm -hmm. And then also don't forget all of those lessons, all the people you're Mm -hmm. meeting, like still soak all of that up because I mean, what, what I gathered from everything that you said is you learned three beautiful lessons in, in leadership, you know, management style, protecting your, your team and valuing your people. I mean, A lot of people don't know that. (laughs) Right. I know. And
0: and what's crazy is I learned all that as like, and I got promoted once. So I went from associate to manager, but I didn't have anyone working under me when I was a manager. I was just, I was still Mm -hmm. technically a direct report. So just by being in the corporate company and seeing how things worked, I learned those lessons in leadership. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. And another thing I love that you said that I, you know, kind of adopted in the beginning of my business before I quit my job was, you know, even if you don't love your job right now, what are the things you can be grateful for? And something that Lisa Nichols has said, um, and I listen to a lot of her audiobooks, is your your corporate job or your nine-to-five or whatever that job is, you can think of it as like the investor in your business, like the biggest, mm-hmm. most important investor in your business. And that's why you're there. It's not mm-hmm. because you know it's designed to take time away from your business, but because it's the, the financial opportunity that you need. You need an investor in a startup. Mm -hmm.
2: I love that. I just, I I really applaud you for, you know, we talked about this early on, like early in your journey, how you had this goal and you just went for it. But while you're also going for it, you're reflecting, you're taking the opportunity to learn from your current leadership and having like being able to already lay that groundwork for the intrinsic you know, values, the, the culture that you want to have, like you were setting, like casting that vision early on. So ladies, if you're, if you're, in a job right now and maybe it, maybe you absolutely love it and that's awesome, but you want to have your own business as well. Take time to reflect on that leadership style. Like who do you learn best from? Who do you respond to? You know, what, what don't you respond to? And that way, when you are sitting in Kristen's shoes, you, mm-hmm. you have these lessons, they're all written out and you're able to, to implement them into your current business. So I just really want to applaud you for, for taking the time <laughs> to do that. Yes. Yeah. I applaud with we're, sna- we're snapping over here. You can't see us. But <laughs> snaps all around. <laughs> we'll be sure to link that that book. You said Lisa Nichols. Uh, we'll link that book in the show notes for y'all. Yeah.
0: She yeah. has like a million books, but um, the one I'm reading now is Abundance Now.
2: Okay.
1: Abundance okay. Now. Love okay. it. We will link it. So.
0: Yes. Um,
2: speaking of these multi-passionate women, they're working their jobs or they're working their multiple businesses and, you know, multiple offers and services. What advice? (laughs) Like we know as multi-passionate women, you feel like so scattered in so Mm -hmm. many areas. Let's not even talk about work life, but just in marketing, if you have so many offers and services, how do you manage the marketing aspect of them and, and have some strategic Strategy involved <laughs> so right. that you can ha- lead to successful sales?
0: Definitely. So, there, there's a couple different ways you can do it. Um, I think the way that a lot of people do it is they have like separate brands, like fully separate, mm-hmm. if you're on Instagram, fully separate Instagram accounts. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Hand separate, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of you actually when I said that, <laughs> um, separate Facebook pages, whatever. Um, and that's, that's a great way to do it. But if you have, if you're multi-passionate in what you offer, but it's all under kind of like the umbrella of your personal brand, um, which is kind of how my business is set up and you only want the one personal brand where you can sell everything under, um, you know, there's a couple key things. I think are really important to make sure that your products are not competing with each other or, you know, kind of cannibalizing your sales. Mm -hmm. Um, number one is to create a customer journey with your products. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a linear customer journey. Um, it might be, you know, a little bit more, um, fluid, but there should be a logical reason why someone might buy from you more than once. Right. And that's, that's kind of the way I approach building my product suite and starting to think about my offers is how can I get someone if they are obsessed with me and they love working with me, how can I have them come along with me for life? Mm -hmm. And that's actually a concept that, um, I learned from Shaleen Johnson. She calls like your ideal client avatar, your lifer. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've approached my business with that lens of like, okay, My core people, like my true ideal audience is going to be with me for life. Cause I'm, you know, I'm in my twenties. I'm going to be around a long time. So (laughs) how can I serve them, um, over and over and over again, but not in a way that's going to make them feel like I'm just trying to get their money in a way that's going to, you know, help them go through a personal growth or business growth journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could go into depth in that, but I think the easiest way to think of it is, your products need to be complementary, not conflicting. So, like, if you're a health coach um, and let's say you have um, like two specific diet programs that end up getting the same result, I, I I see those two products if they're different as being kind of competing with each other because the end result is the same, right? So, mm-hmm. the way you can make make sure that your products are not going to compete or conflict with each other is the end result should be different for every single product. Otherwise, mm. why wouldn't you just put it in to one product, right? And the easiest example of that is business coaching, which is what I do, so that's the example i use. But I have programs that take coaches from making $0 to a 5K month. So that's a complete program, a complete offer. Um, I'm offering it in January, depending on when this mm. airs, you can join it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one specific result, right? Going from zero to 2K to a 5K month and having all the strategy and support and guidance they need to achieve that. Now, if that person who reaches that 5K month loves working with me, wants to keep working with me, my next offer helps them scale to a 10K month and make their income more consistent in that five to 10K range. which I'm launching, you know, right after this, in February. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But as you can see, two different products, still serving the general audience of like business coaching clients, Mm -hmm. but each product has a specific end result that has nothing to do with the other end result. And Mm -hmm. because of the difference of one being a 5K and one being a 10K, I can then funnel people from the 5K program into the 10K program after they've graduated, because it's also the next logical step, right? Like if you've hit your first 5K month, your next logical step is, okay, I need to make this consistent and I'd like to keep growing. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what my 10K accelerator does. Um, So create a customer journey with your products, make sure that the end result is different for every product. Um, Otherwise they will compete with each other. And then, each product should be a complete solution. Um, I think there is kind of like a misconception in, in the industry. Um, maybe not for people at my level, but for um, lo- the more of like the beginner set where they, they see different products as um, coaches just trying to get your money more. Or um, they see like if someone has multiple offers, um, they see it as like, oh, well, they just want me to become a repeat buyer. And yes, that's the intention. But As the business owner, if you're going to have multiple offers to stay in your integrity, I see it as each product has to be a complete solution. So I would never sell a product that promises a 5k month, but is a mini course. And then also sell like a membership that promises a 5k month where they actually get FaceTime with me and have both of those products in my product suite, because obviously the mini course is not going to have the same end result as that FaceTime with me in a membership style program. So if there is that, um, that sense of like, well, maybe this isn't the whole picture, then maybe you need to switch up that product or change whatever that end result is that that product will give people.
2: This is, a, we're, we're taking so many notes right now, so that's why we're
0: like a bit delayed in our reaction because we're like, oh, we have so much to write down. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I know, I, like, I tried to keep it like as brief as I could, but this is like no. my favorite thing to talk about. So. No, it's, it's, it's all
1: brief. It's all concise, but it's all like packed with such good information so good. that is like not only making our brains turn, we're like, oh my gosh, what if we do this? Um, do we need to add something else? Like, yeah, we're like, oh. <laughs> what about our offers? Um, no, it, it's just, it's, it's just perfect advice, Kristen, because like we said, we serve multi-passionate women. And most often than not, they do have these multiple offers, multiple services, and they're just posting all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't want to confuse our customers and our community. We want them to be like, oh yes, that's what Kristen's offering. I love it. I cannot wait to buy. Mm-hmm. So it. You just provided an amazing amazing framework for for our community and other multi women out there mm. to follow to be able to strategically position themselves to make a successful sale so Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> if
2: there's one thing that you need to know from this podcast, we haven't even <laughs> been, like, I, we haven't even I been on this that long, <laughs> <laughs> but go back and rewind and listen to that again. Yeah. yeah. That well, and, so and I'll,
0: I will add one more thing. Um, you can have all these products in your product suite, but I never sell all. I, I think I have like five at this point. I never sell all five in the same week. <laughs> unless it's thank product. you, <laughs> yes. So, so that's the other key thing, um, and I gave you kind of like the strategy of deciding what your offer should be in that part that you can go rewind and listen to. Um, <laughs> but once you know what those offers are, I, I do not recommend that you sell them all in the same week unless it's like a Black Friday flash sale or something. <laughs> you know. Love. I mean? um, so, what I do strategically is I rotate which offer I sell. You know, usually on like a one to two months kind of like t- marketing time period.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you, thank you for that. Because, like Alex said, you know, we'll and we used to do this too. Lord bless us because we would have like in a single week, like go to our YouTube channel, go here and there and, and everywhere. And it's just, so it was confusing for us, let alone someone else landing on our page. Right. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that you said that, I think gave so many people a lot of freedom, a lot of, you know, you can just offer one thing at a time. Here's your permission and it's way more successful. So yes, yeah. I, I love that you said that.
0: Well, and I think, I think it is way more successful and it's also kind of like, it's fun for you because instead of trying Mm -hmm. to keep track of all these five things that you have to mention every single week, it's like, oh, I can focus on my launch course and I can Mm -hmm. just, you know, be super passionate and excited about this amazing course that I created for the next month. And then I can leave that because I'm tired of talking about it. Mm. (laughs) I can talk about something else.
2: Exactly. Well, I I kind of brings another question to mind. Like if you have already launched a program or launched a service, can you go back and change your mind and Mm. fix it Mm. (laughs) and implement these things that you're saying?
0: Oh, what would be kind of like
2: your suggestions on like any guidance there?
0: Well, um, just an example of my own business, I'm actually, I have, I launched a content course and like a zero to 5K accelerator, which was a group program. So I launched those two programs early in 2020. And actually now in 2021, I'm actually combining them into a completely different formatted program in like a membership style. So you can absolutely change your mind after you've kind of figured out your products. If you're like, actually, I don't really like how this is set up. Or for me, it was like, These products are so similar. And I also, um, it's very draining for me to be on a weekly group coaching call. So I decided that I was going to do bi-weekly and um, only one would be like a hot seat coaching call. And then the other call is more like me answering questions that they submit ahead of time. So I encourage you to refine your product suite, um, even if you already have multiple offers based on what you want, where you see your business going, what I said in this podcast, um, and also like, like your, what you want for your lifestyle. So like, again, like I said, I didn't want to be on a weekly coaching call. Like I was when I originally launched my 5k accelerator. So I completely reworked it. So I wouldn't have to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and we,
1: it's very re- like relatable because I we're I would say both me and Anna-Laura are one person now, um, the <laughs> <we> three, <have, laughs> The three of us <laughs> are all in, in the service-based industry, right? And coaching. And, and so it really um, is relatable in when you mentioned calls, because it's one of the things mm-hmm. that we are revamping as well. Like how do we best protect our time and energy, but also make sure we're showing up for our community and how can you really offer those calls to your community in a way that is not draining, like you mm-hmm. said, right? And in a way that is providing value. Um, so, also just something to something to think about for our fellow. Mm-hmm. Coaches out there, fellow trainers, um, any anything where you have to be face to face or you know mm-hmm. virtually with someone or on the phone, let's make sure that those calls are valuable and and not draining and something that we're just doing to do because that can be you know coming from corporate. I'm sure you know the meetings just for a meeting <laughs> when this could have been an email. Yeah. So as <laughs> for that, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Let's shift gears and talk about the money, honey, because that is what we're here to learn from you. Um, and so you scaled your business to six figures within 18 months, right?
0: So, um, for the year 2020, it'll 2020. be six figures. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And, 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 I, still... and I started my business 18 months ago.
1: Okay. Cool. And you were still able to quit your corporate job. Um, if, if my IG stocking serves me correctly, you were able to exceed your salary at work with your business, right?
0: Yeah. Um, actually just 90 days after I quit my job, which by the way, I hadn't made a sale yet. I was like real brave. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but yeah, I was ready.
1: <laughs> Star asterisk. Thank you for that. Cause some yeah. people you're going to get some DMS like, I quit my job. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that journey to, to actually making money with your business. Mm -hmm. And, and like, how did you get there in terms of like knowing how to price yourself because you were new to entrepreneurship, right? You were coming from a corporate world. So what were those um, those beginning stages of pricing yourself and making sales? What did that look like? And, and what advice can you give to women who are maybe in the same place of thinking or in the, the journey of deciding to transition out of one thing into another?
0: Yeah. Um, wow. That's a great question. Okay. So in the beginning, um, before I knew what I was doing, cause I, I kind of consider there being two beginnings, the beginning where I didn't know what I was doing and the beginning where I was starting to figure out what I needed to do. Um, once I knew what I was doing, what I should be doing, I focused on talking to my ideal client, finding them if I didn't know where they were, literally talking to them in the DMS and pumping out content related to what I was super confident I could deliver in terms of an offer. So for me, that was Instagram coaching in the beginning because I was doing well at growing my Instagram following and creating content. Um, Mm -hmm. So I pumped out a lot of content about that. I talked to a lot of people about, you know, helping them with their Instagram, helping them grow their account, grow their profile. Um, And the first thing that I ever sold was a $99 single session. Mm -hmm.
2: Hey, hey. that was the
0: first thing I sold. And oh yes. my gosh, that was the best feeling in my entire life. That little tiny $99 that went away like within seconds. Cause I <laughs> bought something with it, of course, but <laughs> that little I was 99- going
2: to, it's going to that website,
0: the domain yeah. name, it's yeah. like- <laughs> but that little $99 sale, I remember so clearly we were at my fiance's lake house at the time. And I I opened up my email and I saw the Stripe email or whatever the notification was. And I was like so excited because I had been trying for months to make that first sale that I, I walked out of the bedroom to go to the bathroom because it was first thing in the morning and I like ran into this piece of furniture and then my, my leg was like gushing blood and <laughs> oh I, my I gosh. didn't even care. I like, I, like sat on the, the toilet to go to the bathroom in the morning and my leg's like <laughs> gushing blood and I'm like crying with happiness for this $99 sale. And <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> um, but the reason why I tell that story is because it can start that small and then you can grow upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, like that biggest hurdle is showing up, but then also getting that first sale. Because once you get that first sale, now you have a client. Now you can mm-hmm. ask them for a little two sentence testimonial that you can then share. Um, you know, now you can potentially upsell them into a longer term package. Mm-hmm. So I think starting small, starting with what you know and what you are really confident in, um, and don't try to coach um, ahead of where you're at. So when I first started and I, w- I didn't really know what I was doing, I was trying to do everything, right? And I was trying to coach people on learning whatever they needed to know about the business (laughs) no matter what. (laughs) Um, but when I got really focused and I, I picked the thing that I was like, if anyone asked me a question about this, I could definitely talk for 60 minutes on a coaching call about this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then I was, I was so much more confident making sales. Um, and that's when I got my first sale and then I just kind of grew a little bit from there and I was like, okay, let me try like a, a one month package and I think I sold it for like $500, Um, and I sold one of those, and then I grew it a little bit, and I was like, okay, let's try six weeks. Let's try six weeks and Mm $1,000, and then I sold one of those, and I was like, okay, it's time to get into some longer-term, high-ticket packages after I just kind of like built my confidence selling things Mm -hmm. um, in general, because so many of us have never sold um, even Mm -hmm. in corporate, or if we have, it didn't feel as personal as trying to sell your baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We feel that. Yeah. So I, honest to God, the truth is I started small. Um, I focused on the things that I was good at and I talked to a lot Mm -hmm. of people until someone said yes to me. (laughs) Yes. And I'm sure you heard a lot of no's as well. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think leading up to that first sale, um, I think I had heard at that point, at least a dozen no's. Yes. And then that first sale came and then I got like three in a row
2: and I was like, Oh my God, what yes. a roll!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. You know, and, and during all this time, like, I'm sure that like, did you experience any sort of like, you know, limiting beliefs creeping in and, and you've mentioned several authors and coaches and mentors, you know, up to this point, like, were you investing in yourself and in your own like personal or business growth as well? Like during, yeah. during this time?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um I've worked with at this point 3 business coaches. Um the one I'm with now, I've been with for a year. Um I've always been a very voracious consumer of Audible and <laughs> I listen yes. to an audiobook as much as I possibly can in my spare time. Um often business or personal development or money mindset related. Um so I was definitely investing in my personal growth and um You know, I I was just so determined to make it happen because I didn't have money coming in because I quit my corporate job. Mm, (laughs) So so I was I think that was honestly what I needed though. I needed that push to to tell myself, hey, you don't have excuses. You gotta make money. You gotta go Mm. embarrass yourself. You gotta go talk to people. If they say no, you gotta keep going. You don't Mm. have a choice. So I think I, I subconsciously put myself in that situation because I kind of needed it to get over my fear of, you know, asking for the sale. Um, does everyone need to do that? No. Again, ask mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but I will say, you know, find some way to push yourself past your comfort zone to get it mm-hmm. done because at mm-hmm. some point it is just practice and at some yeah. point it is just taking action and it's great to invest in mentors and to get that support um, and accountability. I obviously encourage you to do that. Um, but it does come down to you and your willingness mm-hmm. to put yourself out there. And I think if you can even like make it fun with like a biz bestie, like you have to each talk to 10 people a day. And like, if you haven't heard like seven no's yet, and at least one yes, keep going, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Like you want to make a game out of it, whatever you need to do to get it done. Um, but the secret to those first couple sales was definitely talking to people and just kept, kept showing up even after the rejections.
2: Mm. Keep showing up. I think that is the name of mm-hmm. of your
0: book, of yeah, um, yeah, this yeah, podcast yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's Keep just showing up. Keep showing up. Leg, Don't flesh and blood. That. Right.
2: <laughs> you know what? Overcome those obstacles, ladies. Um, no, it's so true though. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you touched on, you know, some of the other things you were doing in the, the times, you know, that you, that you were hearing those. Cause we, we all, it's inevitable. If you are in business, if you're in life, you're going to get told no, and it's going to suck and it's going to sting. But like, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you rebound? And like one of the quickest ways to do that is to have invested in your own personal growth and to build that confidence within yourself until you get that yes and that helps build the confidence a little faster. Sure. But like, then where's the confidence to then raise your prices and try these new programs like you did. Mm -hmm. And, and that all come, that all stems from you taking that first step, but also you taking the time and being willing to invest in, in your own self and your own growth. So props to you.
0: Thank you. And I love what you said about rebounds, because one thing I heard at a conference, um, that I went to last fall was you know it's not about how many wins you get it's about how quickly you rebound because you're not mm-hmm. going to win at first mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how quickly can you b- get back on that horse and there were so many breakdowns between quitting my job and making that first sale even though it was only like i think it was only like 4 weeks or like 6 weeks it was a pretty short time period yeah. but you better believe every day i was like crying or you know asking my fiance did i make a huge mistake like there were so many breakdowns but i kept showing up every day and I kept rebounding um, and getting help if I needed, you know, someone to talk me off a ledge, right? <laughs> um, whether it's your, your partner or your bestie or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really what it's about. And I think some of us co- go into business with this expectation where if we didn't get it right on the first time, we just weren't meant to be entrepreneurs. But that's completely <laughs> false. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny that you said, like, we have these conversations like earlier in the day that tend to like creep back in when we're return like recording a podcast episode. And earlier we were on a call with one of our Academy members and she was like, I don't know, I've I've tried this for, you know, a little bit. Should I just quit? And we're like, no, right. <laughs> Like, so our, our recommendations here were like, find those non-negotiables. Like what is just the bare minimum while you're working your full-time job and you're growing this thing? Like, what are those, those one to three things you can do every single
0: day to keep, yeah. like you said, showing up. showing up. So for you, what, what would those things be? Well, I I can tell you, cause I, even though I wasn't making money, I was working on my business while I was in my full-time job for, I think like four months. Um, And then it really kicked in the high gear. I needed the stakes, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But during those four months, I actually had two jobs. I had a corporate job, which was, you know, 40 hours a week. I always left at 501 to work on my business. (laughs)
2: Bye.
0: (laughs) And then I also taught fitness classes, which is something I did for, you know, many years in college. Mm -hmm. Um, So my non-negotiable was I had to, it didn't matter what it was. But I had to work on my business 30 minutes, Monday through Friday, every day. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter what I did as long as something got done in 30 minutes or more Monday through Friday, which Mm -hmm. everyone on planet earth can do that. Everyone Mm -hmm. can do that. You can Mm -hmm. get up 30 minutes earlier. You can stay up 30 minutes later. You can watch 30 minutes less of Netflix, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like that's not that big a deal. And if you can just carve out the time, because a lot of building a business in the beginning is time investment. Um, and if you can just commit to carving out that time and showing up every day, then you'll get in the habit of it. And then you will start to see that momentum pick up and that snowball effect.
2: Mm -hmm. Amazing. And that's it. That was your one, your one thing was just (laughs) keep showing up. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Maybe I do need to make that part of my brain. Yes.
1: Yes, you know, it's this is a little tangent, but what we do on our academy calls with our VIP members is we give them a section that says like buzzwords that you mentioned because oftentimes when you're talking about yourself or your business or your brand and you're so fired up and heated because obviously it's your baby and you love it, and you start saying all these things that maybe like you never really heard before. So I think that's your buzzword today is keep showing so. up. Yeah.
2: Your theme for 2021. Yeah. And every other year Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, okay, you know, we we talked about like mentorship and kind of investing in yourself. What would be some of your favorite resources, like books, podcasts? um, on sales specifically that could help our listeners. And, and when I say sales, I also mean like confidence because yes. a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, we don't ask for what we're worth or we're just scared to get out there. Um, mm-hmm. so just anything under the umbrella of sales.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well definitely, um, I've been a longtime follower of Chalene Johnson. I think I mentioned her earlier in this episode. She she's like my OG like mm-hmm. mentor from afar who made me want to start an online business. Wow. Um, so she has a podcast called Build Your Tribe, which I, I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts now because I'm actually getting guest guest speakers. spots mm-hmm. on them now. But hey. in the beginning of my business, I was listening to a lot of that. Building a story brand. If you get the audio book. That changed my whole perspective on how I do content marketing. And it's actually, there are elements of that that I've carried over into how I teach content. And one of the big themes is it's not about you, it's about them. (laughs)
2: Reach it. We say that. Actually, just
0: like a rapid fire tip. Check if you're posting on Instagram for your business, read through your latest caption and see how many times you said I, me, or my and then look and see how many times you said you your or yourself or yours mm-hmm. and if it's shifted too far to the i me my direction mm-hmm. see if you can start speaking to you and your and your audience um a little bit more in your next one but yeah building a story brand i, I don't have i don't remember the author off the top of my head and then as far as confidence ooh i think confidence is tricky because you can learn about it you mm-hmm. can you know act as if you have it right Mm -hmm. there. There's, there's a lot of ways you can try to get confidence, but I think honestly, confidence for me comes from experience and then like mentorship, working with a coach, like face to face, or, you know, I use an app where we can chat back and forth, um, throughout Mm -hmm. the week, but confidence is something that's really challenging. I do think having self-awareness, um, can help you become more confident. So, you know, things like journaling, Mm -hmm. um, and journaling about, I would look up journaling prompts that you know are designed to help you feel more confident. Like, why am I a badass woman? Yeah. <laughs> Alternate
1: podcast title.
0: I'm so sorry that they just keep, keep showing up. Love it. Subtext to your started, book. My fiance started singing that to me. I think it was this morning. He just was like just jamming. Um, <laughs> That's but, amazing. And tangent, but yeah, it. like j- journaling prompts that are designed to help you see how great a human you already are. And that's the key. Cause I mm. think what, what happens with confidence is a lot of people teach act as if, and practice makes perfect, but you have to start to see why you're already perfect mm-hmm. as a human, why you're already good enough, mm. why you're already worthy of showing up online or being listened to, or collecting payment for your time on a coaching call. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would look for journaling prompts on that. And then just mentors that I've followed a lot. Um, besides Lisa Nichols, I also really like Allison bird. Um, she's, I am Allison bird on Instagram. She's a money mindset, um, mentor. And then, um, I'm a big fan of any sort of mindset, um, book. So, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza has a couple of books that teach you about the brain and how the brain works. Also, any book on like manifestation has been really helpful for me as well. And if your listener is into that, you can't can't learn too much of it. I really believe that mindset work, you know, if you, you believe in manifestation, any type of like energetic mindset work, There's always more to learn and the work never stops. So Mm -hmm. keep committing to growing your confidence and working on your mindset and doing that self-discovery and developing that inner awareness. That's really the secret, not necessarily like acting as if and just seeing if it happens.
1: these are amazing resources and we will link all of this in the show notes so mm-hmm. you guys can learn from what kristen has been learning and and hopefully get get a little leg up on on your sales and confidence nice. there kristen thank you so much oh for sharing all of your amazing nuggets of wisdom from leadership and valuing your team to your kind of four part, uh, system there on, on how to market multiple offers and, Mm -hmm. and how you can change your own services. And I mean, it was all just so value packed. And this I think is an extension of your Academy course. Absolutely. Like volume two here. (laughs) Um, tell everyone before we let you go, where can we connect with you?
0: Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, I'm in the She Shines Academy, so <laughs> you can connect with me there <laughs> or with my, my pre-recorded lesson. <laughs> um, and then definitely on Instagram at Kristen Kaczynski, um, kristenkaczynski.com. If you want to work with me, the two programs that I'll be launching around the time this airs, um, are my 5k accelerator. So that's for beginner coaches, check up with me on Instagram to see if that's available now. Um, and then I am launching my 10K Accelerator in February. And for that, you can get signed up on the waitlist at 10kslayers.com.
2: So we're going to wrap up this episode with a little rapid fire question round. So to set the scene, first of all, you're at a coffee shop because we're, we're, and speaking of manifesting, we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to manifest some like live <laughs> open coffee shops with some real life coffee. We can dates. Do that yes. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to say we're doing that now. Um, yes. so what, it, first of all, what is your favorite coffee beverage or tea or champagne or whatever. It is. Well, uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, some Rosé vuve That's my favorite coffee. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or, a
2: latte, or, a or, or a latte. Or a latte. Or a latte. i
1: have a glass of Vouvre, please, with a side
2: of latte. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at the bar slash cafe and you're getting to ready you're getting ready to order your your rose or your or your latte. latte. <laughs> Depends on the time of day. Um and the girl behind you recognizes you from Instagram. She's like, oh my gosh, Kristen Kaczynski, I watch your stories like all the time. I've seriously I'm, I'm a click away from buying your 5k accelerator course. I really just really quick want to know, and then I'll pay for your rosé slash latte. (laughs) What is three things? Okay. And the first one, what is your favorite way to connect with new people?
0: Well, actually, this way that you're describing, that you're manifesting, <laughs> I miss in-person connection so much right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, at the time that, that we're that we're recording this, I've like been you know isolated in my apartment. I mean, I go for walks and stuff, but I haven't That's really true. been able to interact with friends, which is just shocking and crazy. So yeah. I, I miss in-person interaction, and definitely like just catching up with girlfriends at a bar. I do love to go to bars.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Girl, you're preaching Turn to the head choir. Head. We do too. <laughs> <Missing> it?
2: <laughs> okay. So you take another step up in line. You're getting closer to the checkout. Question number two, she says, how can I create community in my life or business?
0: Community exists if you look for it. So if you want community, just start looking for it. Start talking to people. Um, see if there's people that you keep, seeing their con. I mean, I've met so many people through Instagram. i met you guys through Instagram. Yes. (laughs) See if there's there's people on Instagram that look interesting to you, start conversations. Um, you know, joining paid communities is great as well. Um, you Mm -hmm. know, I think sometimes we, we think that in paid containers, we have to be professional and we can't make friends, but I've made so Mm -hmm. many like lifelong friendships in paid containers, such as memberships or masterminds Mm -hmm. or courses. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, just be willing to to put yourself out there. And if if you look for it, if you seek for it, you shall find. Right? Mm -hmm. So,
2: amen. Says more snaps, 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 snaps. (laughs) (laughs) And her last question before she buys your rose latte: How (laughs) it's a new drink, new drink. How do you get your fill of girl talk?
0: Oh, well, definitely podcast interviews with Mm -hmm. you guys. Um, I mean, I just love to catch up. I love to catch up with a friend and like have a FaceTime sesh. Um, and then also, you know, I'm in, I'm in the coaching industry. So I do Voxer, my business friends mm-hmm. <laughs> back and forth, which if you don't know the app, it's like a walkie talkie app. And, you know, if your friends are, are, you know, very vocal, they can talk on for like seven minutes and <laughs> you listen back to it. So that's fun too. <laughs>
2: Sounds like mine and Alex's text thread. Yes, (laughs) but we sing to each other a lot too, so there's that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kristen, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing such valuable content. Y'all definitely go check her out on Instagram, on her website, join one of her amazing courses, just all the thanks. Kristen, again, thank you for taking the time to come hang
0: with us. Thank you so much, Anna Laura and Alex. I appreciate you guys and I can't wait to, you know, see what else you guys come out with you guys have some amazing events virtual right now but (laughs) (laughs) amazing events you have your amazing academy and I just so appreciate you know getting to work with you guys
1: oh Um, same feeling is mutual and ladies we'll catch you on the next episode until the next time keep shining